Okay, quiet on the set. Uh, quiet on the set. There's lots of applause going on right now because we're in the studio. We came in, you know, we're walking up to the studio and there's just thunderous applause. Yeah, the pastors of pain are here. That didn't happen. But you're here, tuned in to the greatest podcast and radio show of two priests in central Oklahoma here in Stillwater, America, the pastors of pain. You're joined today by me, Father Kerry Wakuts, the pastor of St. John Catholic Student Center, and my amigo, Father Brian O'Brien. Hey, everybody. Uh, Greetings I, and I salutations. Told, I was told recently someone was introduced, and you were with another priest, and they thought it was actually a lie the first time they met you, because it was, was, it was Father Jack Gleason and Father Brian O'Brien, oh, and they're we, like... Father and, Jack and I were like housemates for yeah, and, years. And this guy said... Uh, actually, I thought they were joking with me. Like, who's Jackie Gleason and Brian O'Brien? There's no way this is real. Oh, it's real, baby. It is real. Well, you've tuned in either on Pete FM to listen to us on Sunday. And or, we thank you. Uh-huh. Or maybe you're on a, a podcast or Spotify. Uh, you found us that way. And you're just like, wow, this is incredible. I... I just want to listen to this all day long and get no work done. Well, okay, okay. Go back and listen. Hundred and how many? Twenty episodes or so. How many people have listened to this? We haven't looked at the uh, stats. Downloads. Like, I look at the stats. Uh, downloads are like sixty-five thousand. Oh, really? Something like that. That's pretty good. Yeah. I guess. Any anybody it's about a really, hundred a day on any, the just on the just that okay. doesn't count the radio, just on the. Anybody listening to us in like Moldova or Antarctica? Oh, I need to look up that. So uh, so Turkey. Uh, there's like seven people in Turkey. What? There's seven downloads in Turkey. I think um, it's probably Inzerlik Air Force Base. What, what's hilarious is like if you look at like there's no there's like nobody in Turkey or there are like seven people in Turkey, but then like nobody in like Alabama or like South what? Dakota. I, it's like we have more listeners in Turkey than we do in Idaho. <laughs> what the heck? Anyway. Maybe that was just a one-time accidental download. Well, <laughs> who knows? We're just glad you're here. Well, welcome. We got a nice note. I got a nice note the other day from a parishioner. I sent out a, a letter, physical mailing letter, snail mail. Really? To my whole parish. Just to It was just to check in. How are you? What can we do for you? Trying to reach, especially people who aren't who right. are coming or kind of disconnected. Who do not or, have Instagram. And I got a, the nicest note from um, one, a parishioner who is older and, and staying home because of COVID. And, and, and she just said, you know, I don't. She said, I don't have the internet, but I really appreciate like your, the Sunday morning radio offerings. And so please keep doing that for parishioners like me. Wow. Did she say, did she say, I really love it? She said, the mass, dear, the past, dear Father Brian, the, I would prefer if you had a don't, show by don't yourself say don't say it. and didn't have that other clown. Why, um, why did you but, do that? But thank you. Anyway. Why, why would you? And sincerely, you? parishioner. I was gonna. I was gonna write your name uh, over a little saint statue in the new St. John Catholic Student Center Church. I'm not a saint, uh, and now I'm taking it all back. I thought St. John's you build saints. Oh, why can't you help me? Oh, well, uh huh. Help me. Yes. I'm desperately in need. Okay. All right. Well, pray pray for us as uh, yeah. I've, I've been out on the road uh, raising money. Yeah, we got a good response from our show about your about your building project. Really? Is it built yet? No. No. All right. Never mind. May uh, May seventh. Don't talk to me until it's done. May seventh. We're gonna have a little ceremony. Somebody said you had on your uh, on your like advertisement. It said coming May twenty twenty one, 
And then somebody was like, I don't how are they going to build it? They're going to open it in May of 2021? And I was like, no. They're going to... They're going to knock the it down. Building, yeah, May 7th. Start. But that, that, I thought that was interesting, coming May 2021. It, well, yeah, we, we kind of did that because if you said coming May... Or August or September. Yeah, you don't want to make 2022. that promise. Like, when are we going to... You're writing checks. Your body can't catch. I know. I know. We, we know what day we're going to knock it down because we're going to have like a big ceremony and people are going to come in and sort of... They're going to do decommission it, deconsecrate it, mm-hmm. decommission it. It's not That's a, similar. It's not a, a sub. A Navy ship, yes. <laughs> similar. Yes. The USS St. John the Evangelist. St. Therese of Lisieux. You know, the world is thy ship, not thy home. Ooh. We need to talk about the political life about that. We can adrift yeah, on the sea. We'll, we'll do an election show before Ooh. the election. Okay, good. We still got. We have a few. You're gonna tell. You're weeks. gonna tell people, boss them around, tell them how to vote. I am. Are you coming uh, in am, a couple weeks to St. John to our I parish am. hall? Yeah, to I the, think maybe uh, we'll do a night. show kind of around there. Okay, because that'll be. I, I will have been like middle well of October. Read. I read about it a lot, but I will in pre- preparation for that talk. I will have been more well read. And uh, it in the forefront of my mind than than now. Right. Um, okay. So I just wanted to. We're having an event at at the parish that I think would be a good a good topic for us today. So on Friday, October second, uh, at six o'clock. Is that the first Friday? That's first Friday. Okay. Of the month. It's also uh, the feast of the guardian angels. Ooh, hello. Um, and we've done this sev- for several years at the parish. Even I think it was even it was happening before I got here. But then in the new church, we've been able to kind of expand it, and more people uh, are able to come. Um, but on Friday, October second at six p.m., we're having a special mass for families who have experienced a miscarriage, okay, or as we just have phrased it, early infant loss. Okay, so families. Uh, who have who have kind of who have gone through that experience, and I'm so glad that we do it. And this is run by uh, Brandy Bishop, who's our who's our parish nurse. Um, and Brandy has a great heart for for just for sort of health issues and safety issues. And but this is one that's I mean it is a health issue, of course. It requires sometimes doctors and such. But for us, it, it's also a, a spiritual issue, and that is that somebody has died. Um, and and what's so interesting, I think, about our culture is we really don't like to talk about it. Huh. But okay. if you ask women, many, many women, m- many, many women, I'm not expressing myself clearly, but many, many women have experienced a miscarriage. Um, and then when we don't talk about it, I think it makes it worse. Why not? They don't talk about it because... I just think it's a subject that... I don't know. You, like, it's just... it's it, like, and, and what at what point do you insert it into a conversation? Right. Um, there's, even, a vul- there's a vulnerableness yes, in speaking about yes. it. Yes. And so, you know, so somebody's... Let's, let's say a family has maybe recently experienced a miscarriage, and somebody says, how are you? And you, you're at the water cooler at work, uh, you're at church even, and you say, well, we recently had a miscarriage. It's, you feel like you're sort of deflating the room, you know? Cause like, what do you, what do you say to that? Right. And I kind of want to get into that too, of like what to, when, when you, when you know someone who's experienced the, the death of a, of an unborn child, you know, like, what do you, what do you say? 
there's sort of, I think there's some yeah there's some that, good language there yeah, and then yeah, there's the yeah. yeah but anyway so we wanted to do we want to do a show just just to bring it into the open um, we're obviously men we not we can't have babies um, but I think but as priests I know I can speak for both of us we have we we have ministered to families that have experienced miscarriage or early infant loss um, and that's been they're, they're tragic, and it's and it's a really difficult thing. I mean, I, mm. I would say though, in many ways, as a priest, you know, we're 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 privileged to be invited into those moments, and they're not pleasant. They're very very sad, uh, but in all in many of them that I've been a part of, um, you know, God's grace just shines through His love, His mercy being poured out on these on these families who are really grieving. And I think that's the that's really the point I want to get across. There's real grief that comes with a miscarriage. Um, you, you learn that you're pregnant, and then you learn that something has gone wrong. You learn that the baby has died. And, you know, it's a little easier to kind of sweep it under the rug and not really talk about it. But then uh, th- that doesn't make the sort of the hurt go mm. away. And this is true of a lot of things in kind of our in our lives where we have some sort of trauma or some... And we just do. We just you know we don't. It would just be better if we didn't talk about it, which is really not true. We want to well, bring it bring it into the light. Why is it Why is it not good to talk about it? I just think well, sometimes. Well, I think that's I think that's how people try. Why, to, well, why is it good to talk about it? Oh, I just think it comes. You bring it into the light. Um, you know, you. I think you experience. I think a lot of people. This is true of like sin and and shame and with confess. You know, people think like I'm the only one who does that sin. And then you you know you kind of share it and you realize like oh my gosh I'm not alone in that, and I think miscarriage certainly not sinful in any way, not in that I'm just using that analogy that when we when we have something that we're maybe embarrassed about or we think we're the only one, uh, to 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 know especially for like for women, to know that it's happened to other women for men fathers of these of these children, to realize. It's happened to other fathers, and I'm sad. Oh, and they're sad too. Okay, and we're not alone. And it's it's actually it's very very common. That's why I think we should talk how, then, about it more. Then how uh, how do you bring it up? Like, what's the word and phrasing that you could say to your friend, uh, like like one of your really good friends, uh, as you're going through the you know uh, as the like a miscarriage occurs? What what are some of those words that you can just say? Uh, you you say this. I think you 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 because this is what it is, right? We we believe that life begins at conception. Um, yeah, and so it does. Someone, a, a, an immortal soul, has has died. Um, now, did we did we see them? Did we interact with them? Did we have conversations with them? No. no, we never we never saw them. They were they lived they lived their entire life in the womb of their mother. Uh but to acknowledge with your language, with a hug, with that that a real person has died, um, I think that's that's kind of the baseline number one. Because uh, I think sometimes this goes into kind of unhelpful things to say. Mm-hmm. Um, to say things like, "Oh wow," well, you, you know, I mean, you have other kids, or "Oh yeah, yikes," you know, or you, or, oh well, I hope you're going, you guys are going to try again. That doesn't. Which that's I understand that sentiment, and most of right. the time, I mean, this is true kind of across the board. We stink at like trying to comfort people who are mourning. You know, I just I just lost my job. Oh, well, I'm sure you'll get another one. Like, oh, yeah. 
okay, yes, we'll get we'll get to that. But like, just comfort me now because I just you know lost my job. And in this case, more mm-hmm. uh, even more serious, you know, we lost a child. That if we b- really believe that life begins at conception, then we act like it in the way that we speak to someone who reveals to us that they've lost a child through miscarriage. Okay, so you, you begin to, you begin to like actually talking about two groups. One is miscarriage, and one is early child yes. death. Yes, yeah, and and they really are two. I mean, it's two two serious things, and I think the the late you know sort of later in pregnancy uh, death has kind of an added grief in that sort of birth is imminent. Uh, there's this joy. You're showing, you know, you're showing, yeah. you know, I think for, for, for a lot of women, you know, who maybe have a, a miscarriage kind of early in pregnancy, it's seven weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks, that kind of thing. They've, they've, they haven't told they anybody, haven't told anybody, they barely just you found out. Right. People, so people don't even know that it's not like, oh my gosh, you're pregnant. And then, Hey, did you have the baby? No, the baby, you know, the baby died. Like, uh, but but then I think what happens, you know, I've seen this in couples like the you know the the husband and wife know about it, mm-hmm. um, the mom and dad you know know about it, but nobody else does, and so now they're just it's just the two of them trying to come to terms with this, and they don't really have any support because they haven't you know they haven't told anybody. And so that's where I want the church. I mean, I think the church has has a role to play. Certainly, friendships have friends have a role to play, spouses have a role to play for each other. But then, you know, I mean, I know it's happened to a women who are who, a single woman. There is no there is no spouse to Correct. to to kind of lean on. And so, where do they where do they go? You know, I've had some who have made they made appointments, and I hope that you do. If this is something that's on your heart, if this is something that it would be helpful to talk to one of us about. Um, let's let's talk. Let's talk and just kind of just start to work through it. But I would also invite you if you're if you're in Payne County and listening to this, um, come on Friday, October second at six o'clock. Um, October second. Uh, Friday, October second. Okay. Six o'clock in at the parish, seven eleven, North Country Club Road. Okay. So what's um uh, what's some things uh, people can do? So you uh have a miscarriage. Uh, and there is that they're in that mourning process. There's some probably some immediate things to do of you know like contacting a best friend, like talking to your best friend about yeah, this rather than uh, talking to your best friend, your parents, uh, sitting down, and a spouse, a spouse like taking care of their bride, like the husband taking care of his wife, and vice versa. Yeah, during phys- this. the physical needs because there's there's often there's physical complications that can that come with miscarriage. Um, but then, you know, those emotional needs and spiritual needs. Right. But that both have, you know, so it's physically happening to the woman. But for the husbands out there, the fathers, it's, it's also a very real loss. Um, but what happens, and I think this is true. So if there's couples listening to this, what happens um, a lot of times is it can, it can be kind of a, something that drives a couple apart, um, when when cup, you know couples who experience like the loss of a child at any at any age, um, the divorce rate spikes. Does it really? It does because it's so traumatic. It's so kind of just mind blowing. It's so upsetting, uh, and it's if it's not sort of handled well, if it's not if if a couple doesn't go through it together, 
um, it can drive them apart. So that's something, I mean, to be very, very conscious of as a couple um, that you're, that you're talking about it, that you're, that you're seeking help maybe, maybe individually, but also together in coming to terms with the fact that you're, you know, you've lost, that you've lost um, a child, a real, even if it's at six weeks or seven weeks or nine weeks or um, it's a real, it's a real death. So I put out um, on Facebook a couple weeks ago um, that we, I knew, I knew we were going to do right. this show on your personal Facebook, on my or personal Facebook, f- personal Facebook. Okay. And I just said, and I just like asks for advice. Um, and so advice res- from, uh, from uh, people who have experienced and you, how many responses did you get? Uh, probably 10, 10, 15 or so. But here, I just want to share, and I won't name names, but this, these, this came, this is just, just beautiful, um, advice. Um, one piece of advice that came in, um, was to name the baby. Okay. Name the baby. Um, I think sometimes we refer to, and we, I, we don't do it, we're not being mean or something, you know, but like so somebody says, hey, I'm pregnant. And we say, when's it due? Like we call it an it. Yeah. You know, well, because we don't know if it's a boy or a girl or, you know, but I like to, I don't do this all the time, but like, I like to say, well, when is, you know, when's she due or when's he due or when is he or she due, you know. Um, you want to name them after me? As opposed to an it. You know yes. that a baby is not a you know is not a, is not a, anyway name name the baby, and then uh, this this individual said call on the baby to pray for you. Okay, so you know this child that died is a, an immortal soul, and is with God, and so asking for the baby's prayers. I just think that's that's pretty fantastic, beautiful. I've never thought of that of asking the unborn children to pray for yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, it is really cool you're doing this on the Feast of the Guardian Angels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say that, you know, so theologically, side point, um, when somebody dies, whether they're older or in in utero child, they do not become angels. Oh. There, there's this sort of misconception, you know, somebody dies and we say, oh, now I have an, an angel, angel in like, heaven. That's not what we believe about angels. And we could, that can be another show, but... So I don't. We we didn't want to sort of con- confound those two, confuse yes. those two points, that a that a child who dies becomes you know sort of becomes an angel, right? But it, it but that's the beauty of the kind of the saints in general, just our intercessors, who are <coughs> looking out for us and praying for us, like an like an angel, but they're not. What what angels. is it? Um, the uh, le- don't don't prevent these little ones from coming to me because they're angels. They're guardian angels. Look upon the heavenly father. Yeah, night and day. Yeah. So, the, so Nate, so Nate, one name, so the, name child. the baby, calling Go. on the baby to to pray for you. Um, you know, if if it's possible um, for there to be a burial. I mean, you and I, we would do, and I've I've done it. We we would do like a, a funeral. Yeah, there's certain um, cemeteries. One in Wichita that has a, a an infant section. Calvary in, Cemetery in Tulsa has an infant mm-hmm. section. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and they'll, many times they'll do it for free. Whoa, it, it is a. Wow. So, okay. it, so in that sense, then now you have like a physical place to, to go to visit. Like, I mean, a grave. It's a grave to go visit and keep it clean and bring flowers. And, yes. And so, you know, and keep the, keep the memory alive. So that's something that, that many women have found to, to, you know, to, bring, to bring healing. And then this other, this, uh, the other piece of advice was to talk about it. Um, so this, this person said, talk about the baby. Don't feel weird about it. It's your baby. And yes, some people won't understand, but who cares? Blow them off and say what you need to say. Your loss is valid and real, and you need to grieve. 
Don't be afraid to share your baby's life story, no matter how short that life was. God had and has a purpose for him or her. Don't deprive someone else of who he or she was. Whoa. That was someone who wrote in? Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. Indeed. So so talking about it, yeah, and, and it does get, it can be awkward. Um, and, and many times that awkwardness is because that maybe the person you're talking to has experienced it themselves and they haven't dealt with it or they've never dealt with it. And so then it becomes awkward. But as this, as this, uh, this person says, like, who, who cares? Like, you know, talk about it. And then the last piece of advice from her was be kind to yourself. Don't expect that you're going to, quote, get over it. You'll never get over it, but God will heal your heart and allow you to live with it in peace and eventually even feel joy for the life you helped create. Oh, isn't that nice? Yeah, at first, there's no the, the loss of the child, the, the discovery that a child is, is alive in your womb yeah. brings great joy. Yeah. And then there's a sadness that comes. And then there's that period of mourning, which... I love Archbishop Chaput's line about mourning. He says, mourning is the beautiful what was that will never be again. Mm. So it's a beautiful, it was, and it'll never be again. So there's this joy, then there's this period of mourning, and then this lady is saying, then also there's this moment of joy again when you name the child. You, you, I mean, you can ask them to pray for you, mm-hmm. and then you can see that they have a purpose. Yeah, hey, you can come through. This is true of all mourning. You know, you, you ultimately you try to come through it to the other side, where there's still sadness, but there's also peace, and to be able to look back with joy um, when you're not as sad. I don't uh-huh. know what the what the phrase is. So then somebody else said a couple a couple other things. Um, uh, we 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 talk to our children about it. They know to ask for intercession. They are also incredibly compassionate. When I'm having a hard time with an anniversary, so if you have if, if you have other children, uh-huh. or subsequent children after, like you can talk to them about it, make it a part of their lives that they know that they had. And I and I'll say this personally, you know, I I always appreciated my mom sharing with me that there was a miscarriage between me and my sister. Um, cool. and I don't know okay. a lot of the details, but I always yeah. appreciated it, it. I think it helps me to as a priest to like minister to other. To, to families, knowing that my my family's been through this, my mom has been through this, um, and she wouldn't mind me sharing this, uh, that that happened to our, in our family, you know, and then subsequently to other like members of of in, in my extended family, um, that it happens to a lot of people. It's it's a very common experience, but but yet we don't we don't really treat it like a common experience. We we. We don't we don't really want to talk about it, but but you know, but we should. So then the other a little piece of advice um, for those that experience it, talk about it when you're ready. It did happen, and there are mothers and fathers out there who understand you are not alone. Uh, meals for the family is a great idea. It's a birth and death in the family. Bringing a meal also lets them know that they have support. And then finally, something that helped me cope while I was in the midst of loss and grief was journaling. Just sitting down and sitting down and writing. putting it so pen to paper, talking about it with other people, but then also putting, yeah, putting putting some pen to paper. And this, um, these are these are good for both men and women. Yes, sp- and those th- those were spouses. both the experience of women. Um, but fa- yeah, no, it's real. It's real for fathers. Also, our mm, our fathers. Did your dad ever talk to you about it? Your mother I was. I don't know mm. that my dad and I ever talked about it. 
I don't think. But I think the other, you know, another group to think about is like is is grandparents. You know, we talked about siblings, but grand, you know, grandparents who, you know, you find out, oh my gosh, my my son and daughter are, you know, son and daughter in law are pregnant, or, and then you realize that they're not, and that mm, is is it hurts, it hurts, um, and it's real. Um, I want to share uh, in the the uh, one of my favorite little books of the church is called the Book of Blessings. Oh yeah, you keep one. I in keep the... one in my car. We keep one. We have one in the sacristy. We have one in the back of church. We use it most commonly, like after Sunday mass. Usually, like there was a little little guy, a little four year old last weekend, and it was his birthday on uh-huh. Sunday. So break you bust out, it out, break out the book of blessings, and give him the okay, give him the birthday blessing. But in the book of blessings, and this is kind of so. This is how you know that the church really does think about this. There is a blessing in the book of blessings for a mother and father who have experienced a miscarriage. That's wow. how common okay. I mean, it's that it that it's in there. So I want to read for you this this prayer. And wh- where could you find this prayer? I mean, could someone um, just go on? I googled this um, book of blessings, miscarriage, and it just popped up. Prayer. Is that what I googled? I don't Something like that. Something along those yeah. lines. And if you want to reach out to us, I'll will send this to you. I'll. But anyway, this is the prayer, and it and it gets to what we believe about the dignity of every human life. That it begin, life begins at fertilization and conception. So here's the prayer. So this would be the priest praying over this couple. Compassionate God, soothe the hearts of blank and blank. And grant that through the prayers of Mary, who grieved by the cross of her son, you may enlighten their faith, give hope to their hearts, and peace to their lives. Lord, grant mercy to all the members of this family and comfort them with the hope that one day we will all live with you, with your Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Isn't that nice? Wow. It's beautiful. It's just beautiful. So we wanted to, to just do a show to acknowledge this is real. It's out there. And then for those of you who are in Payne County, Catholic or not, whoever you are, um, on Friday, October 2nd at 6 p.m., at the church at St. Francis Xavier. It's going to we're going to have mass. Father Robert is going to preside. I'm going to preach. We switched that around last year. I presided and he and he gave a beautiful okay. homily. Um so some people have asked if we're going to like if we're going to live stream it uh, cuz they might be elsewhere and we're not we're not going to live stream it. Um it, both both because I think we really want families to be able to just kind of concentrate and not sort of know that they're on camera. Uh, and then the other is that the, at the very end of Mass, um, what we're going to have people do is come forward and uh, light a candle and take a candle and offer, if they haven't yet already, um, to, name their, to name their unborn child. Um, and many, many, many people have. There's people who come to this every year. They experienced they experience the early infant loss 20 years ago, 40 years ago, and they come every year. As wow. a means to acknowledge, but then also to be there for other couples who maybe experienced this, you know, very, very recently. So, from a college student standpoint, I mean, obviously, the, not there's not a, the pregnancy is is happens in college. Um, so, I, I think for on, for on your side, it's it's maybe not something that a lot of college students have experienced themselves, but I bet their families have. And then I bet right. there's a real possibility that they might. In two the to five years outside of college, yeah, because I mean, they're they're getting or... married and they're having kids, yeah, and yeah, things can happen. It's real. 
Wow. It's real. I really like that y'all are doing this on mm-hmm. the Feast of the Guardian Angels, mm-hmm. and you're and you're you're here to help people through this mourning process to experience the joy of life, and then like come back to the like. I don't know. Like well, the way I, the way you just made mention of that, that people show up every year to this little liturgy of mass to uh, pray for their friends, pray for themselves, to remind themselves once again to go through a little beautiful mourning process, yeah, and then uh, help help somebody else who may be in need as well, mm-hmm. and to share the resources. Yeah. The other cool thing I just I just made I look I wrote a little note to myself. Some people they'll they'll put something kind of a sacramental in their home as a reminder. So a cru- a crucifix, uh, a picture of Mary and Jesus, or you know something. But that that they know when 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 they see that it's a reminder of the dignity of the child that's been that's been lost. Oh, so a very serious topic, um, but one we really felt passionate about mm-hmm. about talking about in order to let's bring some light to it. It's not something that we need to be ashamed of. It's not something that needs to stay in the darkness. It needs to come into the light of Jesus Christ and be and be transformed. Um, so anyway, come if you can if you're in the area. October 2nd. October 2nd, 6 p.m. at St. Francis at Xavier. Saint Francis, if you have questions, you want to talk, you give us a shout and uh, we'd love to visit with you. But we're praying for you and we want you to pray for us. Please. Father Kerry, anything else? That is all. Have Have a a beautiful, awesome week. We love you.